Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, Happy New Year. Happy Lunar New Year. I'm going to be PC here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, happy, happy Lunar New Year to you too, Nelson. (laughs) Did you go out and take those pictures of the lion dances in front of the Wing Luke Museum? Was it was that yesterday or was that an old picture from years past? That was stock footage. Um, What people don't know is that I've I've been sick the last couple of days because of Mm. anyway, I just have been. So I haven't left the house until today when we went out for dinner. A little bit of production magic, I guess. <laughs> wow. From the guy who posts pictures from food from like a year ago. Come on. <laughs> wow, Nelson. Wow. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I totally forget about the pictures. I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't posted this in a year. <laughs> you went to Portland recently? <laughs> what? I know. I know everybody's asking, like, when did Nelson go to Portland? I'm just like, last February. (laughs) Of 2018. (laughs) Right? Hilarious. Uh, Well, how was your new year? Did you do anything fun last night? No, I didn't. Um, I've just been in bed a lot, sleeping a lot. But I see that you went out and instead of fighting the lines, you decided to opt for Japanese food instead of Chinese. Is that right? Well... On our last show, we did recommendations to where to eat Chinese food outside of Chinatown and International District. My parents, my family, don't want to deal with that whole crowd and mess. So we decided, let's do Japanese food. <laughs> let's go to Ginza and Bellevue. Now, I've, ta- I've actually told you this before. You've never been to Ginza, right? No, I haven't. It's on my list. But my list is long <laughs> for Bellevue. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Great dinner. It was fun. It was also my sister-in-law's birthday too it's Mm -hmm. her birthday on sunday so we went and kind of did like a double and uh celebrated chinese new year as well as her birthday and ginza is one of our favorite restaurants Mm -hmm. so we got to get the sashimi boat that i told my brother about being the frugal guy that he is like whatever whatever this sashimi boat is is it's stupid (laughs) and i'm like trust me let's order it we ordered it last year and he goes like this is amazing and what is the first thing my sister-in-law wants to order the sashimi boat, of course. Sashimi boat, yeah, of course, of course. Um, I also saw you that you uh, you were teaching your young niece how to boomerang, you know, which is yeah. like a, a really important life skill to have, apparently, with oranges, um, the Chinese national dessert. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went we went and visited family out in Issaquah, you know, just to keep her entertained i guess um i was teaching her how to boomerang my with my four-year-old niece so we were boomerang mandarin oranges because again oranges are good luck and the uh dessert of national china (laughs) yeah yeah, for real (laughs) um question how many takes did it take to do the boomerang (laughs) (laughs) to be honest Less than what our foodies normally take. So oh, goodness. it actually worked out probably two times. For us foodies, it probably takes like five of them because yeah. when we do boomerangs, it's always one person leaves early or one person leaves late or one person forgets to push the boomerang button. So between my niece and I, two times is perfect. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is that a four-year-old is better at boomeranging than most Seattle foodies. That makes sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, and I'm sorry, we didn't finish recapping um, Ginza, though. So, like, um, you were talk- talking about the sashimi, which is fantastic. I thought I saw some pumpkin fried rice there, but I'm not sure because I've never had it. Pumpkin fried rice is always there. We ordered it. We also got a bunch of bento boxes. And they should start collecting points because we probably have so much bonus points for rewards or whatever it is. Mm. But... To go along with the lines of terrible Asian desserts, Monica, (laughs) you wouldn't believe what we had. Oh, my goodness. It was off-season honeydew as well as off-season pineapple and orange slice (laughs) with with crumbled ice on top. It wasn't like sweetened or anything. There was no condensed milk. It was just ice on top of the, the fruit. I'm like, what is this? And the server had the nerve to say, like, desserts here. I'm just like, What? Oh, this is man. not dessert. This is not dessert, guys. Well, wow. cold, underripe, crunchy, tangy, sour fruit. Uh, wow. Special, special. If I have to take off one star from Yelp, it would probably be for that. I'm sorry. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Mm. But the rest of the meal was wonderful. It was a great time. We got seated right away. And yeah, it was pretty, it was still pretty busy, but it was not one of those. 20 people in line waiting for a table type busy. So Okay. That is fair. That is fair. Sounds like a great time with the family. All right, Monica. Well, we've got a great show. This is a fun one. Episode 72. Welcome to Seattle Foodie Podcast, everyone. We actually have a recap. Man, we haven't had a recap in a long, long time. (laughs) But we've got that. We've got several events we want to talk about. We have a fun interview. Let's get on to the show, shall we? Yes, let's. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk fried chicken, Monica. It feels like we are always in search of the perfect fried chicken in Seattle. Don't you agree? Uh, maybe you searching for the perfect fried chicken. I just want fried chicken. <laughs> I want a lot of it. I want it all the time. I just like 24 seven, like that's my jam. So yeah, I'm just always looking for chicken, not perfect fried chicken. Agree. Oh, I have to disagree with you all fried chicken is not created equal i'm just Mm -hmm. telling you right now there's Mm -hmm. some really bad fried chicken out there but i think we found a really good one at gather kitchen and bar in ballard i struggled getting home because this put me in a food coma (laughs) on the way back (laughs) on sundays you all have to head over for the fried chicken sunday supper oh deliciously perfectly golden brown chicken with mashed potatoes brussels sprouts with bacon and that delicious biscuit. Monica, I went to the bathroom. My question is, how many biscuits did you sneak into your bag when I was in the bathroom? <laughs> Just three, because like they were standing right there <laughs> watching me take them. I mean, you know, you can't be rude. It's one thing if you can just like go sneak by, but they're like standing right there staring at me. So how can I take like a dozen biscuits? So just three. <laughs> <laughs> Those biscuits were so good. Um, I think the biscuits were the right size because normally I like bigger biscuits, but like for $20, you get so much food. A food coma is right. And and those biscuits were herby. They were flaky. They were perfect with the gravy. I mean, so much good stuff going on. Um, Nelson, what are some of the favorite things about that dish that we ate? I can't stop thinking about that fried chicken. Mm. I mean, you helped me hand model for the fried chicken. It's like, are we done? It's like, yes. It's like, I'm putting it down. It's so freaking hot. That's how, <laughs> that's how fresh that dish came out. Mm-hmm. And I, I apologize. I didn't realize how hot it was. <laughs> I should have known that it was just right out of the oil when they put the, when you put on the dish. Mm-hmm. Oh, that fried chicken. It was so delicious tonight. 
what we also tried that's usually on the brunch menu we also had their buttermilk fried chicken and waffles which was in a homemade buffalo sauce with maple glaze and blue cheese foam that was also good so if you don't get a chance to make it out to the fried chicken sunday supper make sure you head to brunch because they Mm -hmm. have that on their brunch menu Absolutely. But for the fried chicken dinner, I mean, I think the mashed potatoes were nice and smooth. Uh, They were delicious with the gravy. There were Brussels sprouts in there that were delicious. And you're right about the chicken. That coating was nice and crispy. And when I went to go take a bite of it, I got a hit. I could smell herbs. So I'm thinking that it was in the brine because I I couldn't see it really well in the batter. And when I bit into it, you're right, it was like fire because it was just piping hot out of the oil Mm -hmm. and it was juicy inside and you could see those juices flowing. And just, I love when people handle chicken properly. And I mean, you're right, Nelson, there's a lot of bad fried chicken out there, but the reality is there's a lot of bad food out there. So a lot of times I'll choose bad fried chicken over a lot of other things. Um, (laughs) So so that's just me being real. Like there's a whole range of fried chicken for me but this was very good and definitely worth the $20 I mean I'm full I'm not eating anymore till tomorrow (laughs) no like I said I mean I'm I'm struggling right now to get through this show because Mm -hmm. I just want to take a nap that's all Mm -hmm. I want to do right now those mashed potatoes hit me hard (laughs) I get I let you have two pieces of the fried chicken because I'm you know it's the New Year's, Monica. I'm a mm-hmm. generous person. You know, New yes. Year's resolution for Chinese New Year's, of course. That, right? That's what I hear about Chinese folk. Very generous. <laughs> 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 and thank you, Nelson, because, you know, I'm in it to win it with the chicken. So <laughs> I, I said thank you and ate it. <laughs> There's so much I want to rave about this fried chicken. It's just so good, Monica. It's mm-hmm. You all have to try it. Get out together in Ballard. It's a wonderful spot. That fried chicken. We'll talk. We'll start talking a little bit more about that later on too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just so good. But let's go ahead and move on to the events because mm-hmm. otherwise we're going to talk about thirty minutes about fried chicken at the other. So let's keep moving on, shall okay. we? Yep. However, Monica, before we get into the events, we just want to remind everyone the flavor of inspiration event at Hot Stove Society we mentioned last episode is this coming Monday, January twenty seventh, from six thirty to nine thirty p.m. Dine with the folks from Lady J and Pacific Alki Room to benefit Seattle Good. Don't forget, guys, tickets can be purchased on eventbrite.com. I just want to make sure we remind everyone about that because it's early on in the week. For this week, okay, Monica, I'm so glad you reminded me about this because this is an important PSA for everyone. (laughs) They're doing it again, people. They're doing it again. For their 66th anniversary, Dick's Drive-In is doing 19-cent burgers once again. Only this time, the celebration is three days long. You guys broke them last year, guys. I'm just telling you right (laughs) now. You broke them. Last year's celebration brought out way too many customers in one day. So they're going to spread the wealth, and they're going to do it in three different locations on three separate days. Starting on Tuesday, January 28th, Broadway and Wallingford locations will have 19 cent hamburgers or cheeseburgers. Then on Wednesday, it's Lake City, Holman Road, and Queen Anne locations turn. And then finally on Thursday, Edmonds and Kent will have 19 cent burgers. Gotta let you know, just like last year, it's one per customer. Make sure you bring all your family members and friends to get one because you can't order 10 burgers for 19 cents for yourself. So you have to bring everybody there. Monica, I'll be there on Friday to the East Side location for my 19 cent burger. Oh, wait, there isn't an East Side location. What? I'm calling. <laughs> what? what, what? <laughs> Can I just take a moment to call out all my East Siders, all you East Side listeners? You let Kent beat you guys, okay? 
let that sink in. Kent beat out all the Eastsiders. All you Kirkland, Issaquah, Bellevue, Bothell, Woodenville. I'm including Woodenville. I don't care, Monica. All of <laughs> you residents, when they had the vote, Kent beat you out. How could this happen? How could they? How could we lose, guys? How Kent's could we got lose? A, Kent's, Kent's got a lot of spirit. Um, I went down there and spent some time in Kent. They got a lot of spirit down there. So next time, Bellevue people, come out to vote. <laughs> oh. this, is, this is awful i'm just i'm distraught right now monica you're gonna have to you're gonna have to finish the rest of the show i can't do this, I can't do this. okay <laughs> <laughs> send in the substitute host hold on let me make a call <laughs> <laughs> now, let's talk about dicks though it's 19 cent burgers. It's an awesome thing that they're doing this week. Make sure you go online or go on Instagram to figure out what location you're doing it because I don't want to see anybody go on Thursday to the Broadway location. And it's like, well, we had this on Tuesday. So make sure you go to the correct day and location. Mm-hmm. Fun time. Everybody loves dicks. <laughs> All right, Monica, what do you got to start off? To start off, I'm talking about True Bistro. On Tuesday, January 28th, from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m., True Bistro is having their very first trivia night. So the fun is going to be hosted by their barista, Maddie, which I think is super cool. And everyone who comes to play will receive 20% off food, like avocado stacks, flatbread pizzas, and salads, as well as a large selection of wine. And to top it all off, if you're the winner of Trivia Night, you will get a free bottle of wine to take home with you. So I uh, stopped by True Bistro last week, and I think, Nelson, you're going to head over there in a couple weeks. And uh, it's very centrally located on First Hill, easy to find, beautiful space. So it's really cool that they're uh, trying to engage community this early in some fun activities. I'm excited to try it out in a couple of weeks, as you mentioned. Monica, Trivia Night, did, did they give you a hint on what kind of topics they're going to be doling out for the questions? Maybe kind of a hint, hint for us listeners out there? Yeah, no hints, but you know, I mean, I'm hoping it'll be something like, you know, that everybody knows about, like Friends or <laughs> Harry Potter. Star Wars? Uh, yeah. Star Wars, you think? Oh, yeah. You don't you don't sound you don't sound excited about Star Wars. Well, you make me feel so inadequate when you talk about Star Wars because I thought <laughs> I was a nerd, but like when I hear you talk about it, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so not I I know nothing. You're the master, Nelson. You are the master. I oh. bow down to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. At least you acknowledge it. At least you acknowledge it. Hey, I'm fair. <laughs> um, I've been to I've been to many trivia nights and where they have topics that are just I have no idea. I just throw my hands up in the air. <laughs> South African trivia. I'm just like, what? I was just like, I never studied <laughs> South Africa in high school or in college. Like, how is this a topic? I don't know. <laughs> the only thing I know is that Charlize Theron is from South Africa and Nelson Mandela. That's about it. Because every time in high school, everybody would say Nelson. Oh, Nelson Mandela. Ha ha ha. That's so funny, guys, because my nickname is like Nelson Mandela. That's so funny. Okay. Wow. I just had like a PTSD flashback there. Sorry, guys. Yeah, Sorry. it sounded like it. That's okay. Let it all out, Nelson. Let it all out. <laughs> We're here for you. <laughs> Guys, that was pretty much a reenactment of like every conversation Nelson and I have. <laughs> it's okay, Nelson. It's okay. Let it out. <laughs> but oh no, True Bistro, 
sounds like a wonderful time. They just started out and they're already doing things that are really fun for First Hill. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. Yep. Sounds great. What do you got, Nelson? Okay, my final event is going to be on Friday. You're going to dine out for Fred Hutch. This Friday from 5 to 10 p.m., you want to head out for some Argentine food and cocktails at Patagon at 1610 2nd Avenue. This Friday night, a portion of the proceeds will be donated directly to the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center. You can reserve your table for Friday at opentable.com. Monica, have I ever told you one of my first jobs out of college was working for the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center? No, I didn't know that. What did you do there? I was a research clinician. That was my title, I guess. Mm -hmm. Basically running tests all day, Mm -hmm. just running different test samples. That was my job for eight hours a day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, (laughs) but. Cool story, bro. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't know that about you. (laughs) Now I'm doing foodie podcasts. Who would have known? Who would have known? Yeah. You never know where you're going to end up. So true. But <laughs> this is good. It's for a great cause. Fred Hutchin Cancer Research Center. It's awesome. You guys make sure you go out to Patagon and support them. Okay, Monica. And then you have one last event. Tell us about this. Yes. Uh, Brimmer and Heel Tap is celebrating their sixth anniversary on Thursday, January 30th from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. with a cocktail party. Taylor Shellfish is going to be there. They're going to be shucking oysters. And they also have an in-house cheesemonger there named Allison. And she's going to be providing a cheese bar. And then in addition to that, the whole culinary team from Brimmer and Hero Tap will have hors d'oeuvres and a dessert buffet. Um, dessert buffet? Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Tickets are $60. And they can be purchased on the Brimmer and Heel Tap website. But guys, pay attention. Their regular dinner menu is not going to be available that night during the celebration. So you have to stop by some other time for that. The only thing that will be available is the things that I just talked about. And so I can't believe it's been six years already for Brimmer and Heel Tap. Wow. Happy anniversary, Brimmer and Heel Tap. That's awesome. Yes, yeah. yeah, six years. That's that's a feat. That's a feat in Seattle, definitely. Hors d'oeuvres, not horse divorce. Horse divorce. <laughs> horse divorce. Horse divorce, 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 divorce. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Yeah, millennials don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I have no idea how we've all of a sudden became the Swedish chef. I don't know. <laughs> I loved Beaker so much too. Beaker. Me, 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 me. Uh, anyway, those were the awesome. days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nelson, we have an interview. Who are we talking to today? Oh, this is a good one. I had such a fun time interviewing with her. Our interview this week is with food Instagrammer Tiffany of Feed Her Fame. Tiffany was one of the first Seattle foodies to start posting on Instagram along with other friends like Seattle Bites, Feed the Pudge, friend of the podcast, and another friend of the podcast, Steph Four. Tiffany and I talked about a lot of things, including what the food Instagram landscape looks like now versus during the earlier stages. And we also talked about her favorite Seattle spots, especially when she's craving sweets. Definitely sweets. Here's Mm. our interview with Tiffany of Feed Her. Hey, everyone. I'm with Tiffany of Feed Her, the famous Feed Her, I guess, because (laughs) my other co-host, Monica, she always describes... Seattle food Instagrammers in different tiers. This is the way she describes like tier one is the OG or the first people that did food Instagram years ago. And Uh this would be, you would fit in that category (laughs) along with 
Seattle Bites and Feed the Pudge Ken and Mr. Frankstagram and a couple other people. So yeah. uh, we've always wanted to have you on our show. So thank you for coming on. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm very flattered to be considered an OG. <laughs> yeah. She always describes that as like, we're, you're, you're tier one up there, along with Grubbin in Seattle. And then we're maybe tier two or even tier three because we've only been doing it for a couple years or so. And yeah. And so, but you you were there early on, like mm-hmm. one of the first food Instagrammers. So. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if technically I'm one of the first, but I feel like I was there in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So well, this is a good transition. How did you get started with? feeder in your account with your food account yeah so I had a personal account probably everyone else has and I just started posting food pictures and suddenly everything in my feed was more focused on food so I decided to just stop the personal account and make a food one Mm -hmm. so I didn't have to bother everyone I know with all my food pictures in case they're not interested so that's how it started and the name started because I think it was around Christmas time and People were asking me what I want for Christmas and what kind of gifts I like and stuff like that. And I was like, just feed me, just buy me food, edible things, Uh that's what I want. And so that's how Feed Her came about. And it surprisingly wasn't taken. So really? I lucked out. Yeah. That's amazing because that's, that's a great <laughs> handle. I love that. It's like just Feed Her. It's perfect. Yeah. Someone told me that they really liked it because it's very authoritative. Like Feed Her. <laughs> feed took me. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree with you. I have tried posting food pictures on my like personal Facebook account. Yeah. And all my friends are like, why are you posting food pictures? I don't, I don't really care to see this. <laughs> yeah, like, but you kind of go down that rabbit hole when you're into food and then suddenly that's all you care about. <laughs> right? Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's just, you just, I keep posting and you just post reg- random stuff and just, yeah, yeah it just kind of, when I first started, I told my friend, because I was like, Instagram, I don't know, what, I don't know anything. I was like, I'm too old to create an Instagram account. I don't need to do this. And I told him, like, I think I'm just going to post once a week or even like once every two weeks, just like something I ate. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, I like follow you, and I follow everybody. I follow all these accounts that yeah. like that. I was like, "Wow, this is kind of cool." And so I started posting more frequently. I don't know, out of a habit. And then all of a sudden, it's quite almost like daily or every other day that you post. Yeah, so, yeah. Just <laughs> Look how far you've come. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you started. How long? How long have you had this account? I don't know. I thought that question was going to come up, and I should have researched it. <laughs> but I have no idea. Yeah, I really don't know. Okay. So, <laughs> I know it's longer than me. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask, like, how is it different today than it was when you first started? Have you noticed any differences? And in- yeah, I feel like the community now is so much bigger. Uh-huh. And back then, I remember messaging a couple food Instagrammers in Seattle and saying, "I'm so jealous of Southern California and." the community that they have because the food scene there was so different everyone was doing meetups and everyone would try the same new place I was really I was like why don't we have that here in Seattle and so Seattle Bites kind of coordinated these food meetups mm-hmm. and the first one was at Shug, and then the second one was at Marination I think mm-hmm. after those we kind of met up with a bunch of other people and just meeting the other food Instagrammers was great because everyone was so nice and to have common interests already especially in Seattle where we're notorious for the Seattle freeze and not being (laughs) friendly to people I think it was a good way to just 
kind of get out of my comfort zone and meet other people and make friends. Yeah, I totally agree. Now there's there's so many avenues that go out. There are just sometimes people will ask us like, how do I get involved into these events? And yeah. Like, uh, we're just having dinner. We're <laughs> just getting together. Yeah. But you're, you're right. I mean, there's, I can think off the top of my head, there's Yelp events now. Uh-huh. And then there's also soft openings and a lot of people, you can just follow on people's social media that a lot of restaurants will have certain things like, we'll be doing this, so-and-so, or a pop-up. Yeah. There, I, there probably wasn't, I remember pop-ups weren't that popular maybe five years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know what a pop-up was back then. Yeah. So, yeah. So I totally agree with you. It is probably different. There's the community is a little bit larger. And there's a lot of other different subgroups from there, forming from there. Yeah, it's cool to see everyone, especially like when you guys post pictures, when you all meet up and have dinner or whatever. It's it's nice to see the camaraderie between yeah. everyone. Yeah, I don't I don't think we see it. <laughs> I don't even know if it as a competition. It's just yeah. kind of like I I always ask people is like why did you create the account and it's just kind of to meet new friends is I think I think that's one of the reasons I did too it's just kind of to yeah. see what's out there and just meet other people and see what see what it's like with people with common interests yeah, yeah. let's talk about Seattle food because <laughs> we <laughs> okay. have because we're about we're what's about that? five minutes into our, our conversation we haven't talked about food yet so how would you describe like the Seattle food scene to you um, I think that we have a lot of options here, so that's really nice. I know we're not in Seattle right now, we're in Renton, but mm-hmm. even just in this block alone, there's pizza right there that's good, and there's a Vietnamese restaurant down the street that's good. So I think just the mix and the variety of restaurants that we have here. I think being born and raised in Seattle, I've kind of just assumed that everywhere is like this, everywhere has this kind of different cultural options but Mm -hmm. I know now that that's not the case I think we're really lucky in Seattle to have all the restaurants that we do you and I are a small breed because I'm also (laughs) born and raised in Seattle yeah well east side area in Seattle as well it's it's totally true I mean now I'm I remember when I was a kid it was like there's nothing on the east side so we would always have to drive all the way to Chinatown or International District and meet up with family and friends there and just just go to a restaurant there and now I can just go to Happy Lemon it's three minutes away from my house yeah. <laughs> so it is a little bit different when you take your pictures what are you looking for when you're taking your shots like, for me I think natural lighting is very important because I totally see the difference in pictures I take in my house, in my kitchen, where I have bad lighting uh-huh. versus if I just walk outside and take the picture. And I feel like that the natural lighting really sets it off. I don't know anything about photography, but that's mm-hmm. what I kind of go to is try to get close to a window or go outside if you can. Have you ever looked back at your first photos that you took <laughs> or the, the first the photos that you took way back in the past? Have you ever yeah. looked back at them? Yeah. Okay, I look back at mine and just like, I couldn't even make out what I was, what, what it was. What you were aiming yeah. for? <laughs> not aiming for, it was just like, this is a sandwich? I didn't know that this, I described it as a sandwich. It's like, I can't tell if this is a sandwich or not. Yeah. Uh, certain <laughs> I look back on my post and I'm like, I've lived a very good food life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. It is very true. <laughs> I was like... I think I was looking, I was like, wow, I have 700 posts. I was like, I've been to 700 places. I was like, have I been to 700 places that I've been to? That's a, that's a lot of food and money I've spent on food. So. Yeah, but it's all worth it. It it's is okay. worth it. It is very worth it. We've talked about Seattle food scene. What do you think Seattle needs more of? Like you, you, like you said, you and I have lived here all our lives, so we yeah. kind of have like a good pulse on it. 
I feel like I'm always looking for dessert places. I have, yes. I'm very sweets oriented and that's one thing that I would like to see more of is different dessert options. I really want Nongs from Portland to come up here yeah. because I would eat there every day for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we need more boba. Mm -hmm. It's, oh, it's more starting boba. to happen, okay. but I feel like we need more. <laughs> wow, okay, more boba. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of felt like they had that poke craze. And then there's like a lot of poke. And then now I feel like there's this boba, the boba craze. craze. There's just like boba everywhere. Yeah. But I feel like boba has been trending for longer than poke bowls. Okay. So I feel like it might have more longevity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really what kind of Is there like a specific boba that you wish that you had more of? The good kind. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of the places I go to around here, it's the typical basic flavors and super sweet and artificial tasting. Mm -hmm. And I really like the places like Young Tea and seeing that kind of boba more readily available would make me happy. Right, okay, <laughs> yeah. Let's go back talking about desserts. Yeah. Any dessert spots that you like? I know there's not a lot of them in Seattle, yeah. but do you have several go-tos that you can tell our listeners? Yes, deep sea sugar is one of my favorites. I love that you could just buy a slice of cake and it's a slice of layered cake and they're also pretty and also good. And everyone that works there has been really nice. So that's one of my go-tos. Favorite uh, flavor, I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> Favorite flavor that you like? Um, I think I'll have to go with one of the chocolate flavors. I don't know which one. I can't pick a favorite. <laughs> but a close second is the London Fog. Yeah. I really love Earl Grey. Okay. But I feel like the chocolate cake is so moist and that puts it at the top for me. Yeah. I really like the cookie from Metropolitan Market. Oh yeah. That's not really a dessert place, but it's- No, a it's a dessert though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a definitely a place that I would go to just over and over to get that cookie. And their Bakewell tarts are also really good if anyone out there hasn't tried those yet. Highly recommend. <laughs> and then the ice cream, like Molly Moon's, Salt and Shiraz, Hood Famous. Yeah. Yeah, okay. the Ube cheesecake and all the coffee drinks. Um, I really like their lemon bars. And their chocolate chip cookie is good too. It's salted. And that's one of the things that I really like. Wow. Those are good choices <laughs> from Ube because everybody always talks about their cheesecakes. Yeah. And the Ube cookies. Yeah. But I've never... I have to try that. I've never had their lemon bar before. Yeah, yeah. you definitely try it. Okay. <laughs> Great choices. I love it. I love it. Deep Sea is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. I, think, um, I loved it when I went to the Airstream. Yeah, <laughs> you went me to the too. Airstream I, I remember telling my dad, he asked me what I was going to do later that day because I met up for, my, for lunch. I met my parents for lunch. And I told my dad that I was going to a trailer to get cake. And he was so confused. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Let's talk about restaurants. Let's move to from sweet to savory. Okay. Are there restaurants you take out of towners to when you take when friends come in from out yeah. of town and family? I really like taking people to marination because the food is good and the view is good and it's just a fun place to be in the summer. Also Un Bien for the sandwiches. Those my boyfriend and I love their steak sandwich and the scallop sandwiches yes, and you scallop. can't get those anywhere else so we'll go all the way out there and we live in federal way so that's that's saying something yeah. do you get the five star the really spicy five star no with the scallops i always ask you like zero I, I think to, i like, do yeah i don't do they they have the spice rating they tell I don't you the spice that. rating yeah yeah but i'm a five star yeah. girl all the way <laughs> 
I can tell that you have like born and raised here because you said Unbien and not Paseo. Because on Yelp, it's like still Paseo. Those reviews are still yeah. have like 3,000 reviews of Paseo. So I, I feel people that come from out of town, there's like they get gypped because it's like, oh, we went to Paseo. I was like, no, you shouldn't go to Paseo. Yeah. It's like Unbien is the, is the yeah. real deal. Yeah, yeah, I agree. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> About new places. Any new places you've been in? I don't know if it's new to Seattle, but new to me, I've been to Petra in Belltown. It's Mediterranean. Have you okay. been there? No, I haven't. So they have this lemon garlic chicken. So it's chicken and rice, and it's just really well done and very flavorful, the lemon and the garlic, and I'm a huge fan of garlic. It's acidic and very addictive. Mm -hmm. That's a really good place to go for lunch. and get an order to take home for dinner too. <laughs> what kind of food do you gravitate to besides the sweets, besides the sweet stuff? Like what kind of foods do you tend to gravitate to? I was going to say desserts. <laughs> I always say I like Italian because I really like pastas and pizza and bread and oil and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't eat Italian food often. I eat Thai food more often. So I feel like if I was honest with myself, I would say Thai, because that's kind of my go-to. And I like to see what places have actual five-star spice levels. <laughs> so, yeah, Love Italian it. and Thai. <laughs> Love it. Italian Thai, but the dogs, your dogs' names are Nori and Boba. So yeah. Japanese and, and Boba. So <laughs> Taiwanese, Taiwanese yeah. tea. So, I love your dogs. What kind of dogs do you have again? Nori is an Australian Shepherd and Poodle mix, and Boba is a Shih Tzu and Yorkshire Terrier mix. Was it really easy to come up with those names? <laughs> Actually, no. So when we got Nori, we had always talked about naming our first dog Porkchop from Doug, the cartoon. Yes. I don't know if anyone listening knows Doug. Yeah, I, I know Doug. I know <laughs> <Yeah>. Doug. <laughs> so we got him and we named him Porkchop and it just didn't fit. So the first toy I got him was a little sushi roll and he would only play with the seaweed part. So I was like, we should name him Nori because oh, he plays super. with the Nori. And so that that stuck and that fit really well. And so we have a Nori. Boba, we just couldn't think of a name for the longest time. And I went to 85 with my coworker and she was like, you should name him Boba. That just came to my mind because I saw it on the menu. You should name him Boba. He has this big round head and he has black fur. So it was a perfect fit. Now we have Nori and Boba. Love it. Awesome. Well, I think that's great. Great recommendations. <laughs> Tiffany, one last time, where can we find you on social media? I'm only on Instagram, really. So feed okay. her on Instagram. Great. Guys, make sure you follow her. Feed her. Thank you so much for spending time with me and just interviewing. Yeah, yeah of course. Fun. This is fun. Thank you. And that was our interview with Tiffany. Make sure you follow her on Instagram at feedher. Monica, we talked about her dogs, Nori and Boba, at the end of the interview. And I just recently learned that Nori, her Aussie poo, is famous. <laughs> More famous than us, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Seth Rogen just tweeted a picture of him recently, and now he's gone viral. So you want to follow Nori and his brother Boba's adventures at Nori Chiban, which is N-O-R-I-C-H-I-B-A-N. Nori Chiban. Monica, I had no idea. Have you seen the picture of Nori before? Yeah, you know, they're both adorable. And recently they've been doing like photo shoots. I've been seeing some of her stories. I'm just like, man, these dogs are getting more action than me. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so cute. They're so cute. They are. 17,000 followers. That's amazing. 
<laughs> someday, Nelson, someday. Because, <laughs> you know, because I word on the street, Nelson, word on the street is that you're famous. I hear that you got, you got made again when you're out in the community. Uh, no, I, not true, guys. I think the person actually think you're, th- thinks that you're Bam Bam, but whatever. <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> That's a good comparison. I'd like to be, I'd like for people to mistake me as Bam Bam Lamb Chops. That's pretty good. <laughs> No, she's uh, Tiffany's a lot of fun and really glad to see her pop up and around and haven't seen her in a little bit, but um, I love her. Yeah, she's awesome. She was such a fun. She was such a fun interview. It was such a great time. All right, Monica, I think that's the show. I've got on way too many tangents. So how about you help (laughs) us bring it back home? Bring it back home, Monica. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. So that's our show for today, guys. Hope you are having a great weekend, had a great Chinese or Lunar New Year, whichever you call it. I know that Nelson did, and I hope, Nelson, that you will be blessed with much, much prosperity and money, (laughs) because prosperity means money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we will be seeing... We were just talking off air about Ronnie (laughs) Chang's Netflix special, where... Monica, you corrected me. I thought it was like Asia, how much Asians love money, but apparently it's just mm-hmm. Chinese people that love money. As you mentioned, we love to spend it. We love mm-hmm. to earn it. We love to hold on to it. We love to save it. We love to give it away. It's all about money. And there's a lot of truth <laughs> behind that. <laughs> I have to agree as I observe my family for mm-hmm. so many years in my advanced age. So the word gong hei fa choi does not mean happy new year <laughs> in Chinese. And in fact, it means wishing you great happiness and prosperity. So give me more money. <laughs> That's basically what it means. Totally, totally. And guys, and guys as a side note, um, a couple of people have been messaging me um, in addition to Nelson calling me on like, was that picture of the lion from this weekend? It was but people have been asking me about more lion dances. So the one that happened this week- weekend was actually at the Wing Loop. The Chinatown one is actually this week, Saturday. And usually on Sundays, you can find lion dance teams going around to individual businesses and blessing them. So usually there's a lot of opportunities to see them, even if you're not going there for a big event. So I just want to let folks know about that. Oh, that's so good because I was about to ask <laughs> you about that too, because I can never lock down where the lion dances are. <laughs> And then all of a sudden I'm watching on the stories like they were at Rainier Barbecue. Then all of a sudden they're at Peony Kitchen. Or then all of a sudden they're in Bellevue. What do you think? What's going on here? How come I keep missing them? The Braveheart. And then somewhere else. And I'm just like, they're in the South Center Mall. What? Where am I here? Where are my people? Like, how come I'm missing well, out Nelson, on all this? Just FYI, it's not one Lion Dance team. There's actually many. <laughs> Like there's Muck Fun and then there's uh, <laughs> Cash Vol runs one. Uh, so so there's the LV line dance team. There's a bunch of different ones. So, you know, you don't have to follow just one. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Nelson just thinks it's the same lions everywhere. <laughs> that childlike innocence, Nelson. There's more than one Santa? That's amazing. What are you talking about? I know, right? Just imagine all those lion dance teams able to give the blessing. I mean, just stock up on cabbage, some dollar Mm. bills, (laughs) some oranges, and you're good. (laughs) They'll come, guys. They'll come. (laughs) Nelson, maybe you should hang some cabbage from your doorway. (laughs) Monica, I've been hanging cabbage from my doorway for the last 20 years. I don't think think it's it's happening. happening. Oh man. <laughs> oh, okay guys. <laughs> All right everyone, have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time. In the meantime, happy eating Seattle. 
Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.